Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Well, welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, Forrest Whitman, your conductor, directly from the KN Caboose 106.9 on your FM dial or by and on iTunes. And on iTunes, you can also listen to some of the podcasts of uh, past past shows. And we're we're halfway, really, through a wonderful interview with, with uh, Jeannie Herrick-Stair. She has just read us a, an account of a big train wreck that happened in Menden, Missouri, and the response of the people in that little town, and which was wonderful. And uh, Jeannie, you know, what, while you were saying that, I happened to think about some accounts I've read on historic newspapers, some from the, a paper that I write for every week, the Register Call up in Gilpin County, and some from the Register Call, where they had a couple of train wrecks going up the canyon. And the people in both of those areas opened their homes because it was winter and people were, you know, had no place to go. And then when I read in Menden, Missouri, it was the same thing. The people along trackside saw that seven cars on, on that side and saw the school bus drivers taking some critically injured people the 150 miles to the nearest hospital, wow. 150 miles to the nearest hospital. Now, I don't think in school buses, I think in their own private cars, they saw that happening. <clears throat> they, 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 they saw everybody else kind of trooping into the school where the superintendent was saying he'd, he had more help than he knew what, what to do with to, to feed everybody. And but then the question is, where are they going to sleep? And apparently they had some sleeping bags and things in the school. So some people could sleep in the school. But many, many people said, well, here you are, a woman traveling alone. Or here you are, a guy with two little kids or, well, you know, whatever. Come to my house. We've got bunk beds. <laughs> well, and lots of the residents. And because remember, there were more people on that train than there were total residents in Menden, and 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 it, they just, I mean, it, I, you get almost emotional thinking about how would you feel? You crawled out of this train wreck, 
And some guy says, well, where to, to, to daddy and his two little kids, where are you going to spend the night, you guys? Well, we don't know. There's, there's no motel, not in Minden. There's no, you know. And well, come to my house. I've got the next farm right over the hill here. It'll be nice. You'll have a nice big breakfast in the morning. Amtrak is going to run it on a relief train out. We'll put you on that relief train and take you, you know, wherever you want to go and uh, get you moving. I mean, imagine how, what a sense of relief uh, that would give you. Yeah, yeah. And for us, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, uh, from the engine. Um, let's see, it says that there was four uh, fatalities in this accident, hundreds of people involved, um, but four fatalities. Did you hear whether those were in the uh, engine compartment? It, did you wow. hear any of that? I did not hear where they were. Okay, just That's curious. a good a good question. And that would certainly include the driver of the truck that was hit at the crossing. Yeah, if he was, that was still in there. That was certainly a fatality. And um, um, usually you don't get fatalities in the engine. Those engines are pretty well, they've got steel I-beams all around the front. And, um, huh. and yeah, they, I mean, it, it's... Kind of unusual to get a fatality in the head end. Really? But, uh, the fatalities are more likely um, somebody getting just tossed from side to side. Yeah. Kind of thing. And uh, happened to hit wrong. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. And, uh, but, and, and imagine that, that scene too of folks talking to somebody who's just had a fatality and saying, well, let's, I'm going to say a prayer here. Yeah. You know, my goodness. And uh, maybe a prayer they all, all knew, or even if they didn't all know it. I don't know. That must've been, you know, but we respond in different ways. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, welcome back, Jeannie here. Jeannie Harris. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having me in the caboose <laughs> yeah. here. It's really, you guys have got this place fixed up really nice. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. Well, we used to have a dog in the caboose. We don't anymore, but uh, he's getting his paw fixed. Mm -hmm. But, um, but Jeannie, you've been a part of so many of these efforts and, uh, you were saying, well, something about Rotary Club also uh, along those those lines. And uh, every week when I go to Rotary, if I can get up at 7.30 a.m., <laughs> which usually I can get, yeah. get that. Real yeah, well. And um, she has a, she talks about ways in which Rotary is serving people. And she always opens her talk by going, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> But so that's that's the other thing I thought of. What are the other things you're thinking of along those lines? Well, it just seemed to me that Rotary, I mean, one of the sayings that we say all the time in Rotary is that um, Rotary is one of the foundational ideas is service above self. And and this was a 
very immediate situation. These people may or may not have been rotary people, but what they were doing was putting themselves in the background and putting the service on the front end of the train, if you will, but if you will, um, putting the service out front and saying, how can I help you? Rotary has, um, we do service to from individual to individual, right where we live. We do it in um, at a national scale or a regional scale, and we also do it at an international scale. And that's what made me think about the, the fact that different people um, in different settings have a different ways of responding, but inside our hearts, what we're all looking for, longing for, dreaming of is ways to be of service to other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's true. And, and uh, that might even be true of some of the bad actors in society. I don't know. That's, I, I often think about that, that these might be people who reached out and nobody took their hand, and so they they went the other way. I, that's just a little psychological theory of mine. I, <clears throat> I don't know if there's, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, now what are some of now? We if we wanted to to meet you there to meet you there, where would we meet you at seven thirty in the morning, looking as oh. groggy as we look? <laughs> yeah. You're right. We uh, sort of stumble into Robin's Restaurant out on uh, Highway Fifty. And we gather at, some of us get there at, you know, 7.15, 7.20. Other people come right on the dot, 7.30, which is when the meetings begin, or even a little bit later. We're always glad to have people come and be part of it. And you can kind of get an idea about the things that we do to be of service to other people because we have speakers from around our community and the valley who share with us what they're doing in terms of their nonprofit organizations and so on and so forth. It would be fascinating to have a bunch of the, of the citizens of Menden, Missouri come and do a rotary meeting about how it felt to be of really critical emergency services. Um, I was really reminded of a, a story that I heard about um, 9-11 after the terrible incidents in New York City and the planes that were in the air and flying commercial planes, just minding their own business, right, were all grounded instantly and immediately. And there was a plane that landed someplace in, I want to say, Nova Scotia, Quebec, oh my someplace goodness. like that, on the, uh, at their little airport there. And the townspeople took them into their homes, the passengers, because, you know, nothing was going to get sorted out immediately in that situation. And it reminded me of that, of that kindness and generosity when I was reading this story. And that's what made me think that 
maybe maybe this is really a part of what it is to be a human being to care for one another and to do this incredible outreach and and service to other people yeah yes indeed and and i agree with you i think we we all want to do that we we find different ways to do it of course which is why oh why i think it's so important to to keep trying to keep our neighborhoods intact and it's it's difficult these days but our little our little north high street campground as we call it because there are so many campers who park you know park overnight in front of our houses here and we get grumpy about them but i don't i, I still see my role as a welcome to salida person i talk to them when i can say welcome to salida i notice you pulled your camper up here in front of my house i would say and uh, we, you know, uh, we hope you'll help with the recycling. We hope you'll help with, and, and mostly they do, you know. Once in a while we get the stray beer can or something out in front, but not not too often. And uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, and I, and I think that that's part of what we've been kind of trying to do around here. Um, certainly uh, around here. So comment on that, Jeannie, what are you? Well, I was just, I was just thinking about um, the fact that this was a railroad town. This was a town that where there was no town before there was a railroad that came through in 1887. Right. Right. So the tradition of the town was to be aware of the railroad and of its part in the railroad's life. And I'm sure that that happened a lot on the plains where they had to, where they had the stops every once in a while for the water. And that's where towns developed. I mean, it's as regular as it can be, but it also, um, I think that there's also, with railroading, there's a kind of a community of, of railroading love. I mean, the whistle in the night, oh my gosh, is that not an absolutely iconic symbol? And I'm sure that there was a whistle symbol every time that train went over County Road, whatever it was, 113, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so all 113, right. So all of the town and all of the surrounding area was attuned to railroads. Now, I, I never told you this, Forrest. I'm sure you don't know it, but my family were railroad nuts. Oh, really? Interesting. They they had, um, uh, they came from, um, not Elmhurst, one of those towns west of Chicago in Illinois, originally. And I actually have a, a watch from one of my ancient uncles, whatever. I'll be darned. We bought a 
a thing to display it and stuff, but it's because he worked for the railroad back then. Well, Probably the Northwestern out there, yeah. We had uh, an amazing family mm, tradition of whenever one wow. of the old steam engines was coming through, and, and of course they had long gone by the time I'm such a youngster, you understand. You are young, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but whenever one of the big steam engines would come, every all of us would pile into the car and daddy would drive us out to a bridge that the steam engine would be going over and stuff. And uh, my brothers would gather these in these weird places. There's some place in Nebraska where it it loops around some way or, or, or <laughs> you have two that meet or something. And I remember taking my brother when he couldn't drive anymore to um, a yard in West Virginia from his house in Virginia to just watch him shuttle the freight cars around because <laughs> you could get above the bluff, you know, and watch him do that. Now, that's a family, uh, what do I want to say? It's, it's like part of the thread of our family. And I'm sure that part of the thread of that whole town and that whole area, all those little towns around, had to do with the railroad, one way or another way. And that probably informed the culture of the town to be aware and kind and giving during a crisis like this horrible accident. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. So I lived for a time in Maywood, Illinois. I don't know if you know where that is. That's, that's along the river there. Oh, well, anyway, blah, blah, blah. a lot of, a lot of Northwestern Railroad activity there. Uh, yeah, and, and songs. All those railroad songs everywhere. We have a, um, on, on Wednesday mornings, um, I do my show from 9 till 9.30, then 9.30 till 10, we have uh, a number of railroad songs. Also, we have, you know, Rick White has a, a whole show on, uh, it's Mondays. It's uh, from 4 till 6. And he plays a lot of railroad songs as part of his. Uh, he's up there in the engine. If he's not do dozing and is listening, we can maybe try to get through and, and see. Is that right, Rick? Are you up? Oh, no, I'm awake. Or no, I was jarred awake when I heard my voice. And I, <laughs> I'm delighted to tell your listeners about my radio show at Cahan. I've been doing it for about three years. And it's called Bacon Lubbock Tomato Sandwich, <laughs> an exploration of the music born around Lubbock, Texas, beginning with Buddy Holly and using Lubbock's West Texas Walk of Fame as a guide through the musical heart of Texas. From there, I continue with other performers in the country, singer-songwriter Americana genre. And trained songs do fall within the Americana genre. You know, Americana is kind of a wide 
it, it takes in a lot, but there are a lot of train songs and Forrest and I have really had a good time. Uh, a couple of times he came in as a live guest on the show and we, uh, we played train songs through a whole show. No problem. Through a whole show. Yeah, we did two hours of train songs. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that, Forrest. And I yeah. uh, I encourage your listeners at khen.org, check out the other shows that we're doing at, at KHEN. We have about 20 volunteer DJs who are bringing in shows that they are absolutely passionate about. And I'm one, and Forrest is one. And go to khen.org and check out our uh, schedule of events. And uh, we'd love to have you as listeners. Yes. And, and we have people, um, well, we just have, have some people who, who really almost, you might say, are keeping their old bodies stoked up and alive. Just to just to do their show on on Cahen. I don't <laughs> quite I don't quite put myself in that category, but certainly one that I interviewed not long ago. Uh, you know, he this is kind of what keeps him going is getting that show up every week, and 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 is that's so good, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we uh, we also I- interviewed. Oh, go ahead. I, I would say that uh, your railroad show on the rails has been an inspiration for you. We've both been around Cahen around the same amount of time, three to four years, uh, Forrest a little longer. And we have had a lot of fun with the guests on your shows and having you come and sit in on my shows. It's, it's been a good friendship and a, a wonderful opportunity to uh, uh, stay out of the bars. <laughs> or sometimes we go to bars. <laughs> but uh, that, that not, not, for, yeah, not for long, not for too long. But that's, that's really part of it. Well, Jeannie, what are your other thoughts? I mean, you said you had still other thoughts about human nature and and um i don't know that's a the human nature that's a big category right. human nature right and there's a uh, there's a lot of complicated problems that come up when you start talking about human nature and those complicated problems um are complicated because they're hard the reason that that problems arise that are individual and personal and from within an individual um, are hard problems. These are not easy things to solve. The nice thing is, is that to step outside yourself and to be of service to other people really helps to ground an individual in a way that is gives an assist to those difficult problems. And I think that it's every time I reach out to somebody else and or a project or donate services or, you know, send support or something, I feel whole, more whole. W-H-O-L-E, whole, than I did before I did the service. I bet that's how the people of Menden, Missouri felt, too. 
Yes. They had a wholeness about their life. And I, I mean, they'll talk about this for the rest of their lives. And those Boy Scouts that helped to bandage people, their grandchildren and great-grandchildren will talk about this particular situation and the assistance that, you know, Grandpa so-and-so gave uh, to the people of that town and I find that there's just all kinds of metaphors and examples that this brings up in terms of human nature and in terms of assisting other people who might be going through a train wreck of their lives. Uh, yeah, we, we just don't know. And wow, just reminded me of a time in the 63rd and State yards there we well, we all came off running a really difficult i won't go into all that walked into the bar across the street there the fcc bar it was called and this this young guy was wheeled in just back from iraq mm-hmm. or was it vietnam it was vietnam through the wars all coming i think it was vietnam had lost both of his legs below the knees they wheeled him in there and everything stopped. Everything in that part of Chicago pretty much stopped. They all, they had a little parade. They threw napkins. They, you know, they had the, the bartender put, and, and the bartender was a big old black guy. He was very, um, kind of had a reputation for being mean. He put out picture after picture of beers and hot dog after hot dogs yeah. because just to welcome this young kid home. And yeah. he and he got and he went back to work in the in the office. I don't know what he was doing there, but he went. So, yeah. So it it that had to, God am I old? Of course that was Vietnam. <laughs> Iraq was the next. Are you sure it wasn't a civil war? Maybe it was the civil war. The way, oh, that's the way funny. it was going. But well, anyway, well, uh, yeah. All right. So let's see. So we covered those things. We, we haven't covered historic railroads. One day we're going to have to have a show talking about just some of the historic railroads in Colorado and how really, really vital they were. And especially the railroad past my old caboose there in Rollinsville, uh, heading on up and over. And and um, just, just to say that if you wanted to see that story and you were in Union Station and you just bought a ticket at the Amtrak ticket, booth you turn or you turn around you'll see a big brass plaque there and if you look way down to the right you'll see yours truly my name is on that on that plaque and uh, but that's yet another historic railroad story that we're going to have to get to here and we're going to have to have you back to read that story or some other ones there's one by Rudyard Kipling you'd like too my goodness well, anyway, what do we hear from the head end before we highball on out of here? We're probably down to about three minutes. Yeah, we're getting right down there for us. But this has been a great show. And thank you to Jeannie for uh, joining in on this and reading the uh, Sean of the South, Minden, Missouri. I think this has a folk song written all over it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and uh, this is, uh, I was looking at the map while we were uh 
while you you were talking and Minden is in pretty much my old neck of the woods between um, between St. Louis and Kansas City north of I-70 it looks like it's a town that's um, I think they said the population 171 or something but it looks like it's about five blocks by five blocks it's it's contained and I'm sure it's surrounded by farmland Thank goodness there weren't more pe- more fatalities and something like this. This could have been yeah. worse. Yeah, condolences to the families of those people that uh, lost someone in the wreck at Minden, Missouri. And then those who are in the hospital now. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yes. Because, that, oh my gosh. See, we got to get Jeannie back and get her to, to read some more. We'll... we'll I don't know that we're going to make her read Historic Railroad. No, <laughs> that's that's pretty dry reading. But um, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think we're down to the last two minutes. Thanks, friends, for joining us here at KHEN for uh, On the Rails, our wonderful railroad show and fun railroad show, and especially to Jeannie for joining us here. And uh, in a minute, what we're going to do is going to do a highball so we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop a fusee. You know what a fusee is? It's a flare. You, you, you have them in the back of your caboose. You pop one end off, and a big red flare comes out, and you toss it out quick because you don't want to get that icky stuff, which will burn your hand. Drop it right down between the rails, so you got your fusee out. And it, to be doubly sure, you've taped the torpedo onto the rails. So if they don't see that and they hit that torpedo, it goes bam, and they said, "Oh, I think there's a train ahead of me. I better." Slow down here. <laughs> okay, enough of that. At the count of three, breathe in, breathe out, and we can do a big haul. Okay, one, two, three. Highball, 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 highball. Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.